Between the First and Second World Wars existed a school of modernist design like no other. First founded in Weimar, Germany during the Weimar Republic by architect Walter Gropius, it was intended as a union of art and design, with special attention to its usefulness to society. While it would be shut down in 1933 when the Nazis came to power, its influence would live on, birthing what would be known as the international style, which would mightily influence art and design well into the 21st century. While the specifics and the magnitude of its influence are not usually on mainstream radar, the name of the school often will be known. The Bauhaus. The Dilettante, a Ferrochrome podcast. Founded in 1919 by World War I German Army veteran and architect Walter Gropius, the Bauhaus was built amidst a relaxation of former German censorship during World War I and also from the modernist influences of movements like Russian constructivism and what was called the Weimar Renaissance. It was imagined to embrace a philosophy of Gesamtkunstwerk, which roughly translated to total work of art, a concept popularized by German composer Richard Wagner. The idea was to tie in influences from all forms of artistic expression, from painting, architecture, drama, graphic design, film, etc. The thought was to reconcile the notion of mass production with artistic expression, as opposed to them being discrete from each other, while incorporating a rigorous aesthetic of objectivity. This modernist curriculum would attempt to shed the past exclusivity of fine art while elevating craftsmanship to a more respectable level. There would be an encouragement to experiment as well as to embrace avant-garde theories of design. There was the concept of truth to materials, meaning that materials should be used in its most appropriate form, with structural materials like metal not hidden within a piece of furniture, for instance. This allowed for radical designs such as the Vasily, or B3 chair by Bauhaus faculty member Marcel Brewer. Using chrome tubular steel and inspired by the mass-produced bicycle, it was revolutionary in both design and method of manufacturing and is still made today, often seen in modernist or art gallery interiors. High design mixed with mass production for the home helped to fulfill one of Walter Gropius's central tenets in the Bauhaus Manifesto. There is no distinction between monumental and decorative art. The faculty Gropius attracted to the Bauhaus would be a veritable who's who of modernist design and art. Mosley Kandinsky, painter and photographer Laszlo Maholi Naji, Paul Clay, music composer Gertrude Grunau, Swiss expressionist Johannes Eaton, architect Mies van der Rohe and his collaborator Lily Reich, and graphic designer Herbert Bayer, to name only a few. By the end of 1924, due to conservative political pressure in Weimar, the Bauhaus moved its campus to Dessau, Germany, where a new modernist building, designed by Bauhaus head Walter Gropius, was constructed. This would be a modernist masterpiece of architecture which incorporated glass facades on a load-bearing structure which revealed the interior function of the building and its construction materials. 
It was an asymmetrical floor plan, something less common than it is now, causing one to have to move around the perimeter of the building to grasp its totality. In 1928, Walter Gropius resigned as director of the Bauhaus and was succeeded by Swiss architect Hannes Meyer. There was friction created by Meyer's appointment, with his firing of longtime instructors Marcel Brewer and graphic designer Herbert Bayer. Soon Meyer himself was fired by the Dessau mayor, and Ludwig Mies van der Rohe was appointed as director. Unfortunately, the Bauhaus's days were numbered, with the ascension of the Nazi party to power, the modernist aesthetics and philosophy of the Bauhaus were considered un-German and degenerate by the Third Reich. With a brief move from Dessau to Berlin, the Bauhaus was closed in 1933. There would soon be a diaspora of some of the faculty to Britain and then to the U.S. during World War II, with Walter Gropius and Marcel Brewer becoming faculty at the Harvard Graduate School of Design. Mies van der Rohe and Maholi Naji would migrate to Chicago to respective post-Bauhaus successes in their respective fields of architecture and design. There was also a move by some Jewish faculty and students of the Bauhaus to Tel Aviv to ultimately design a renaissance of over 4,000 buildings in the Bauhaus and international aesthetic, the largest number of buildings in the Bauhaus style in the world, which were added in 2004 to the list of World Heritage Sites by the UN. After the war, the former Dessau campus was in the East German GDR, and despite bombing during World War II, there was repairable damage to the Bauhaus building. In 1972, the former Bauhaus building was formally restored. After German reunification, the Dessau Bauhaus obtained UNESCO World Heritage status, and in 2006, extensive restoration brought the iconic building designed by Walter Gropius back to its former glory. It is once again a center for experimental design and research run by the Bauhaus Foundation Dessau with the interior sporting many of the now-famous modernist furniture designs, much as they would have looked to the Bauhaus student body of the 1920s. In 2019, the Foundation will be celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Bauhaus's beginning during the Weimar Republic, with the Bauhaus's influence on architecture, art, typography, and furniture design still felt gratefully when you're fatigued after a long tour through an art gallery and spy that inviting Mies van der Rohe Barcelona love seat to sit in. The Dilettante, part of the Fairchrome Podcast Network.